you guys are listening to Tech TV podcasting series. In our show, we bring you the best in technologies, innovation, startups, fintech, artificial intelligence, cloud computing, and the latest and the greatest in technology worldwide. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. This is Edwin Hernandez, Dr. Edwin Hernandez. You guys are listening to Tech at TV podcast. And today we're transmitting, I think, one of the first cool episodes with uh, Dan Gudima and Ivan Flores, which are friends and tenants here in the Eclavator. We have projects of some degree with them. And then, um, how are you doing, Dan? I am doing good. It's Friday. Oh, TGIF. How are Sorry, you, Ivan? Sorry, Charlie. Great. Long weekend ahead. So I want to introduce these two guys to 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 the podcast, and also like uh, maybe you can find out a little bit about their projects, right? Yeah, you can hold that one. Just just hold it, and maybe like like hold it here. Is there enough room on the cable there? So yeah, okay. So anyhow, so uh, we have uh, basically today is uh, September second, two thousand twenty-two. How are you doing, Dan? Like, how's uh, how's the the weekend going? Are you guys gonna make some NFT with your kid? Uh, we have we have plans, but it's uh, I'll get into every you know all the little pieces of it. We have plans really to focus on one image. We'll talk a little bit about that for his first M- NFT. Yeah, and I'm still figuring out the whole NFT world, and uh, but I can get into all the pieces of this particular NFT if you want. Great, great, great. Ivan, like, I, I wonder, like, uh, you can tell us a little bit about a Fortinier. It's a new project we have here at the Eclavator. Fortinier is a. Uh, t- tell us about Fortinier. So, Fortinier is a concept of how to improve businesses with processes, software, technology. And uh, we are heading towards um, improving businesses in Florida and all these other. United States uh, implementing cloud-based applications. Yes, and I think that there's a big need of that, especially like I think we I heard that we have you have a big background on Salesforce. So why don't you tell people a little bit about your impressive background? You're you're a little humble, but I think this is this time for to brag about your ex- experience. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so uh, I started uh, my journey in Salesforce in 2007, actually November of 2006 I got certified in Salesforce uh, I became an admin and then I was uh, granted several other uh, certifications I've been able to work in companies in several countries uh, implement Salesforce in in companies that are sometimes five employees sometimes uh, several hundred employees and the product it, it's, it's just amazing I before that I did uh, large-scale software implementation in the SAP Oracle world and what happened is it will take us a year 18 months to implement something new for a company with Salesforce we were able to do everything in a few months and uh, it also allows to implement on time because we had more control of many of the variables Wow, so that's that's phenomenal, and then that's we're gonna have a, a the company hosted here. So he has a team of around four or five people, and we we want to start tackling South Florida and Florida as well. And it's pretty pretty interesting uh, proposal. So how are you, Dan? You get the <laughs> mic closer. You can turn yeah. it around a little bit. Yes, that we'll like, like that. that. Yes. Uh, I am doing good. Uh, 
Edwin, what do you want to know? Uh, oh, we were talking earlier today about, uh, I think we're going to have another event this month. We had an event last month, a pitch event. And I think we're going to do an NFT event, right? NFT pitch? Is that what you NFT want to call NFT pitch. I want to do an NFT pitch and also possibly game night too. But an, a pitch for investors, but also for NFT people and W3 community can come out to talk and pitch their NFT project. Great, great, great. So, um, talking about NFTs, a seamless. Let's let's segue into that in, into that world. I know you're in the SEO Turbo Booster world. So, how's that SEO and uh, going before we jump into NFTs? Um, things are good. There's been a bunch of Google changes this past few months, but essentially, we're kind of switching our direction a little bit more towards I call it local marketing automation, and that's essentially helping. Basically, it helps customers get found better through Google, but it's more about uh, every month uh, page generation, post blogging post generation daily, uh, tweets that happen daily, and other social media daily. So everything, I would say, it's starting to become more of a platform. What I'm working on, as a, and we're getting, we're still getting five to twenty customers a month somewhere. Great, great, great. So then uh, let's uh, let's just start on this subject. I think we want to discuss a little bit of NFTs. There's a lot of NFT actions. I had the chips of yesterday right there where you're sitting in an interview and then they are, were announcing their project. And uh, so I, I think that's... Uh, so let's start with Ivan because I know Ivan doesn't... It's not into the NFT world, but what what are your thoughts when you hear about NFTs? I want to, I want to see your thoughts. Techn you're a technical person, but... At the same time, that's not your your interest. <laughs> not yet. Uh, NFTs are now crossing the, all the boundaries into cloud computing, and we know about its value. There are a few things that I might worry about, like the implication with the environment, because um, I'm big on that. Uh, I have become I become uh, a person uh, personally net zero. So. Uh, I drive an electric car, my house has solar panels, and, and now I want to make sure that everything I do it's, uh, has a zero impact on the environment. So I'm wondering what could be the impact on, of implementing technologies like NFTs. It's like, what about cryptocurrencies and their impact in the environment? So maybe you can give me a few answers about that. Yeah, so I, exactly. I think that's a concern that I heard a lot of people in the different NFT events. And then what some people have been doing is they, they basically trying to make some smart contract net zero. So in other words, they will burn some of the contracts to support environmental projects, solar panels, or buy tokens that are like environmentally friendly. So similar to what they do with, with the contracts in... Um, in the real world with carbon bonds. So that's what some what some but, of the tokens are doing. But realistically, Edwin, what is what is the impact of all those servers running more and more copying of stuff out there? That's how blockchain works. It's a well, but then, then the, the thing is that people, and they're like, okay, how much power a server consumes as opposed to how much power TV consumes, for example, or, or, or streaming? Nobody says, Oh, I'm still watching Netflix because Netflix consumes too much power. But if you go to the data center where Netflix is, I'm pretty sure you're going to see the bill similar to what you see in the data center of Ethereum. <laughs> so the, the thing is that it's uh, because of Ethereum and, 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 uh, and Bitcoin are, are, are actually 
in the excess of one kilowatt per per miner. But what people don't know is that one of those big towers where you have a data center, just one, will consume between um, maybe six kilowatts per, per day, kilowatt hour, four kilowatt hour. So it's uh, maybe four times what one miner will consume. So then, but then there are more of those, right? There are thousands of those servers all but over the world. To support, you know, I, I mentioned to you, I heard the founder of Blockchain uh, back in 1991 talk recently, and he was saying that he sees 10 to 20 times more size of the blockchain coming up in the next 10 years. It already is. So what is the, isn't the answer to come up with, with less power-based machines? Or less blockchain. Which one? Um, well, less power will be will have to come because of the power. Uh, 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 basically, instead of being a proof of, 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 of work, it's moving to proof of stake. So whoever has the most amount of tokens will be able to validate faster and quicker the the the, the, the stuff. So you don't have to actually prove anything mathematically. So I think that could decrease the amount of power. But one thing I I can quantify that could work and help into the environment is that most of these projects are also trying to be environmentally friendly. Like, for example, some of the miners are connecting to geothermal energy. They're moving to places where isolated places like Iowa or Siberia or places where it's very cold and um, in very unusual places because the requirements of power are, are, are high, where cost is low. And there is available abundant, let's say, geothermal or or solar power. But it's still, it's still, you're right. Like the amount of energy that that is consumed, and somebody needs to make a number. I don't, I don't want to make a number right now, but I think it needs to be analyzed thoroughly because. Uh, um, but then, there are many more things that consume power as well that like people don't ignore, and that one of them is being streaming because when you're streaming, you're encoding, and when you're encoding, then you're watching binge watching Netflix for eight, ten hours, that's a lot of power. That's a lot. Of, okay, so people need to be aware of that. Okay, so that's a lot of power, right? Right there. Correct, correct. So people are not aware of that and then they use it. And I think it's a little bit of like, okay, it's more, the blockchain is, is tied to money. Watching Netflix doesn't and give you, make you money. Do you think that there's an opportunity to build all kinds of new technologies to really improve, the, reduce the costs there or no? There is. There, there are a lot of people that are trying to decrease the, the, the for example, they call it, uh, in, in, like, for example, Polygon. It's a, it's a, it's a, the Polygon network is like an inter, intermediate layer to reduce the amount of nodes that you need to, and fast. And it comes to how fast can you um, come to con consensus with the, with, the, with the blockchain, right? So as fast as you can come to consensus, then the faster you can come to it, then the less power you, you will commit to the network. So I think that's that's a, me, making the network more efficient. I think is the way, the way to decrease power. How about uh, quantum computing, Edwin? I heard that uh, the cost of uh, computation might be a fraction, maybe a millionth of the current uh, cost of computing per unit. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I'm not very aware of that. I heard so many claims. But until we don't see it working in real life, we don't know. Um, so that that will be my question. Okay, what is it? Is it feasible? Is it is it going to happen? Is the quantum computing going to replace in what time? Right. Basically, is it going to be in the next decade? Is it going to be in the next twenty years? So, so Edwin, how do I change my son's opinion? Because he's a really great artist, 
They want him to make, a lot of people have said they'll buy his NFTs. They want him to make NFTs. You want him to make an NFT. But how do I get him to understand that he's not destroying the environment? Somehow he got in his head that he's destroying the environment by creating an NFT. How do I convince him otherwise? Okay, if, if he were to make an, an NFT in Ethereum, obviously Ethereum has drained a lot of power around the planet. Not a lot of people are consuming a lot of power from Ethereum, but he can release uh, in Solana, for example, or Binance. He can make it into something that is less power consumption. That's like Solana blockchain, I think has less, much less footprint. It's more like a data center, standard data center. But one day it could be just as big as Ethereum. The size of the of the file doesn't represent that it's consuming power, right? It's more of the mathematics that you have to do the computation because the 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 complexity is increasing in the in the in the, the amount of bits you need. So then you need more FPGA, more hardware to compute faster the number that meets the 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 they call it elliptical curve equation. But but I have a general point here because I went with you to one of the NFT. I've been with you at several NFT related shows. And what are your, do you, don't you agree with me that the general buyer of the NFT, because we've met them, the general community, is not so tech savvy? Is that, is that a generalization I'm making? No, I think, I think you're totally right. I think there is a shortcut between, between the tech savviness and the risk awareness of what's going on with those NFTs, because those people that are buying NFTs, I think they're valuing the NFT because it's cool, because it's new. And I don't think they really know, like, they don't really know, like, the difference between Solana and NFT and, or Ethereum NFT or, or any other platforms NFT. I don't think they really know that. But today, I saw Facebook just posted something on my screen. It says, like, do you want to you display your NFT collection and connect your wallet to Facebook? Those are, those are major news because then that means that NFT is going to be mainstream because if before only you and I or 0.0% of the population was going to a trade show that talk about NFT... Today, six billion people, maybe let's say four billion people saw that, or is or is going yeah. to see it in the next couple of weeks. But that doesn't mean there's going to be a run up of the prices. That just means universal acceptance. Yeah, I think I think what's happening with the NFT is that it's becoming a way of the future to replace several mechanisms. One is that, like I said, a proof of proof of, of profile. How do you know that that's your profile? People take your picture and makes a profile. And says, "Hey, uh, that's 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 me. Uh, send me money. I got lost in uh, in uh, Nigeria <laughs> or some country like that." And then like they start sending friend requests to your friends. How do you know it was you? So the way they do it is because now you have proof of profile by having an NFT or your your picture. Then I can validate. Okay, let me see if that NFT is is valid or it was a copy of that. Is that in the blockchain? Is that?" Is that the true copy of your profile? So that's that. Do, do, that's a way of authentication. Do you, do you think that there'll be some kind of product out there that'll do that eventually? That that's not a product today. That's a concept you just said, but that could be a product, right? Yeah, that probably that's an, an area of innovation. Or like I said to you here, like we want to put an NFT for the incubator, so people when they come into the door, they can they can authenticate themselves. Just like you do right now with the MetaMask, right? But I think they will become more IoT sort of uh, play, because then they because if you make an IoT device right now, then you have a problem. The problem is that how do you authenticate access to the IoT device? That's a big problem. Then I think blockchain people have tried to solve the blockchain, but it's it, it makes it very convoluted, and then you cannot process a lot of things in the in 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 the IoT device. 
So by using the NFT as a, as a recourse, so you can, okay, authenticate this guy. He owns an NFT. He's part of my ch blockchain. Then you so grant it access. The big issue here, because I've seen you uh, describe NFTs and blockchain, everything to the people. The question here is, how do we describe this to people in a very not so technical manner? It's going to be very hard because I think we're at the time that uh, <laughs> that just the fact that you need to have a wallet that's like a, like a, like we saw it at the NFT conference. Yeah. A lot of people is like, "Oh, where's your wallet? Oh, what do you need my wallet for?" And they will pull their their actual uh, like leather wallet, <laughs> not the digital wallet. So then then that, that's a question. It's like, are these people really like uh, 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 interested in, in in this conference, or do they know what a wallet is? It's just like. So then, then it's an education step to teach. But at the same time, I was telling my friends, and and I think I don't say I think I shared that with you, Evan. But in the nineteen ninety six time frame, nineteen ninety seven time frame, when the internet was beginning, you had to have a you show people, oh, this is the web server, yeah, this is the email, and people were like, what? You can send an email? Which reminds me, uh, my son asked me, why does every website have to begin with www? What does that mean? Oh, yeah. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, no, but like that's that's the thing. Like, okay, like in in but in, but yeah, in my end, tw tw 20, 20, 20 years, twenty five years ago, people were okay. Why why with that ad? Where is that symbol? I never used the symbol in my computer. It's like where is that? You know the the ad sign, and people didn't know what it was. And then and then it became so. If you see the faces of the population today with NFTs and blockchain are kind of like the same faces you saw the people during the web revolution. So what? how do we recognize it's an NFT today? We see like a dot ETH, we see, what is it visually people would see to say, oh, this has got to be NFT? That's what, the picture, the picture graphic representation. That's, isn't there like an ad or a pound or, or a dollar or percent? Is there, what is there no, today? There, right now it just, uh, okay, there, uh, but it doesn't the, exist yet. I does not exist yet, yes. We don't know what it will be, but there's something that got to cue you into it. Yeah, right now it's like maybe the .eth uh, domain that people are creating the domains to to associate to the wallet, so you don't have to have an hexadecimal number for your your address, you right? You can invent it right here. You can invent the symbol. We should invent it. That's it. We should we should file for copyright for it. So when you're saying that at the conference, people will get their actual Leather physical wallet. Physical wallet. So I have so many friends now that are using the say Apple Pay or Google Pay and actually using their face ID to, to pay, right? And I do that every day. And I have had some friends who are in their 70s, 80s, who now they're pulling their iPhones and other phones and and just paying with that. So I think it's gonna be like that. It's gonna be like that, some sort of NFT, NFC play. But I think that. But even that is still not, that's just another visa, really. That's really still in just another form of the current system. The NFT wallet is like a blockchain you're using to move cash in and out of through uh, the verifi verifiable blockchain method, which these are, Google and Apple Pay are just nicer visas. That's what they really are. Yeah, but I think at one point somebody's gonna see that the difference between having an NFT membership to a gym membership, and then that NFT associated maybe to your picture, the, the way you want to look like into the future or something like that, and then the membership tied to the money that you put in initially, and then um, basically like 
tied to your progress and you can connect to another website where where you tackle your progress. So basically the whole Visa, MasterCard membership sort of thing that we know today, I think it's gonna it's gonna move into the into the blockchain. And that, and then you see right now companies like Solana Pay, NFT Pay, uh, Coinbase as a, a a credit card as well, payment mechanism, pay pay card. So all those things are, are moving in that direction. So I, I think I wonder if that's is that uh, the future? I mean, that's the future of the of the of this. I think all the tokenization that existed in the past, all these thousands of coins are gonna disappear, and everything is gonna move into an NFT, Web three with Web two relationship. The NFT is a trigger to get to Web two apps. The, N- the NFT is kind of like those are all little cents, but the NFT is like a dollar. Yes, correct. So it's the NFT, object. yeah. So let's say you have a board data club, right? That, and then you can gain access to certain memberships. I can work with the NFT group of that. I said, look, in your next collection, pay me X amount of dollars and then we'll let everybody go to my club or to my bar or to my restaurant for free. And then you know that whoever has paid for that is a certain people that can pay $300,000 for one picture. Then you know that you know what kind of club you have. You know you know what kind of membership you will have automatically by the demographics, by the, by the value of that, uh, that, that token. So it's basically, in a way, um, a crypto way of discrimination. If <laughs> you think about it, because instead, because you, you you cannot write in a contract today. It's like only the people with Ferrari can come to this uh, expensive restaurant. That would be illegal. That would be discrimination, right? But now, by creating the NFT, then you're kind of in a way, like, in a very subtle way, very uh, convoluted way. You're like, okay, only the people with this NFT can get into my club. But you're like not saying that you have to be rich, but then you're automatically by concluding that okay, it's it's, it's anonymous, right? It's, it's not it's not uh, it's supposed to be private. But but this person owning that in the wallet, the digital wallet, then automatically you know that this person is capable of owning that amount of money, and then therefore you're discriminating everybody else that cannot own it and access that particular service. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think we got enough for today, right? So let's. Yeah, we're, we're good for today. Um, I have a lot more to think and say about NFTs because I'm still learning about it. And uh, anyway, so we will. I'd like to do another podcast like this. I'd like to do it weekly with you, but that's let's do it. We okay. can do it whenever you want. And yeah. and then we can bring some other NFT and uh, crypto people in to talk and chat with us. To cover or just uh, uh, we can do as we're gonna do also have like update for the company so okay. companies become accountable. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, what we were, you guys were listening to the Tech and TV podcasting series from Boca Raton, Florida. Say bye, guys. Hey, thank you, thank you for having us. Adios. Bye bye. This show is brought to you by Eagle Communications at the Eaglevator in Boca Raton, Florida.